Welcome back to Big Lezzers League. Let's talk about your Super Saturday for round 11. The first game being South and the West Tigers. Um, you know, a double from Tane Milne helped the Rabbitohs to a hard-fought 20-0 win over the West Tigers. Now you're thinking, hard-fought 20-0 win? What are you talking about? Well, it was 8-0 until 12 minutes to go. And obviously, I thought in terms of the Tigers and their performance, they put in a lot of effort into this one, you know, to keep... The game to 8-0 against the dominant South Sydney side who has beaten sides by, you know, a blittering over the past few weeks, if that's even a word. Beaten sides by a lot of points over the past few weeks and have been very, very dominant. Yes, South Sydney got the win, but to keep South Sydney 8-0, you know, being the West Tigers side who hasn't generally gone too well over the past few weeks, only just started to get wins on the board, I thought it was a really sensational effort. I thought that Brennan Wakem's play, uh, ball playing skills, was still evident in this game. Well, the looks Brooks did okay. I thought that Isaiah Papali'i was solid through the middle and through on that edge. Sorry, um, you know, I thought that there were some positive signs for the West Tigers. Stefano Utsukamanu, I thought he was great. I thought he was really solid through the middle. David Clemmer the same. I think Clemmer's a smoky for Origin as just a guy that's been there before and, you know, as a really tough competitor as well. I think that Clemmer is definitely a smoky. Um, but, yeah, look, I mean, I thought the West Tigers' effort in this game was sensational. And, as I said, to keep this game 8-0 against South Sydney, who have been very, very dominant over the past few weeks, uh, really strong effort. Yes, obviously at the end of the game, in the last five minutes, they couldn't really hold them out. They've been holding them out pretty much the whole game. South Sydney had a lot of the possession. You know, Tigers didn't have much of the possession at all. They were very unlucky with calls. Um, but yeah, like to push through that game, I thought it was an awesome effort. Uh, obviously, Tom Burgess was an early ruling out. He hurt his back in the warm-up. Uh, he was a late withdrawal. Obviously, Blake Taff comes into the 17. Didn't have many minutes, Blake Taff, if any, to be honest. Uh, and Richie Ken obviously became the 18th man. Um, Cam Murray, he took a knock to the throat midway through the first half as well and went to the bench for a breather before returning to Frey seven minutes later. Um, obviously, Isaiah Papali'i, as I said, he was fantastic in the opening 40 minutes. Uh, he made 67 meters and obviously six tackle breaks as well, which was an awesome first-up performance from him. I thought Alex Johnson, Tane Mill were great. 393 meters between them uh, from 38 runs. That's unreal. In terms of the West Tigers and their positives, Dream Buller. I mean, over the past few weeks, he's been great. Uh, he had 172 running meters in this game. Yeah, and it was unreal under the high ball as well. And I guess, you know... No, I've been really, you know, angry, I guess, that Dane Laurie being an incumbent for me in this team was dropped. But then you look at Jareem Buller, sorry, and you look how he's been playing over the past few weeks and getting 172 metres in a game where they have been consistently under the pump against, you know, the competition heavyweights in Seattle City at the moment. You know, to run 172 metres in that game, I thought was an unreal effort. Super dangerous. Ball playing, you know, he's got it all. Dream Buller, he's fantastic. And yes, I guess, you know, when you're comparing the two at the moment, I think that Dream Buller, yes, I think would be the decision in the number one jersey for this West Tigers side. And, 
He's definitely proved that over the past few weeks. He definitely has. Uh, he was sensational in this one, especially. Um, Jed Cartwright obviously left the field at the 60th minute for a HIA, which he failed. Uh, and it was pretty gnarly as well. He had a head clash, I believe. Oh, no, he hit the shoulder of John Bateman. That was right. He hit the shoulder of John Bateman, swung around, hit his head on the ground. Um, and then it was pretty much out cold, was semi-convulsing in the chest a bit, got up. Uh, and then had to be helped up by the trainer and walked off the field okay. And, you know, he looked all right then, but he was completely dazed when he got up. He he, would, he definitely wasn't well. And obviously, he'll be out for that 11-day uh, stand down. He, it was a pretty gnarly knockout. It was a pretty gnarly knockout. He was down for at least 10 seconds. Uh, but hopefully, he's all right going into the next few weeks. Uh, Rabideau's Lock Jai Arrow was sent off for a HIA in the 67th minute as well. Um, and in terms of the stats behind this game, the Rabbitohs have now won six of their past seven games against the Tigers. The Tigers have not defeated the Rabbitohs at a core stadium since round 19, 2018. Uh, and obviously, Tane Milne, a day out for the South Sydney Rabbitohs, two tries, three tackle breaks, and 256 running metres from 25 runs. Awesome effort there from Tane Milne. He's been doing great things on the wing at the moment for South Sydney. And a great game by the South Sydney Rabbitohs. It was a really, really good game. But as I said, I think the defensive resilience from the West Tigers to hold it, hold this game really close, and, and obviously decisions not going their way. Uh, they had a few calls not go their way actually in this game. The West Tigers and the resilience to come back from that, I thought, was first class from them defensively and in attack as well to keep going at it. Uh, and you know, it's been something that they have had to work on over the past few weeks because obviously that was a game against the Bulldogs where you could just tell that the I guess the drive to win wasn't there. They didn't really, you know, put in 100% effort. And I thought the dynamic has completely changed since the entrance of Jareem Buller. And since they've found this newfound confidence after beating Penrith, um, their effort areas in attack have been fantastic and have been really putting the sword to teams over the past few weeks. Uh, And a sensational um, game against the Rabbitohs. Uh, Even though they lost, I mean, to keep the score as tight as it was, Super impressed, super proud of them over the past few weeks. They've been doing great things and hopefully have a big game next week. They do um, go up against the Cowboys, Cowboys, sorry, which will be a bit of a test for them, but I think they can handle it just the same. Uh, the Dragons v. the Cowboys as we go into the next game. Speaking about the Cowboys, uh, they have recorded back-to-back wins for the first time this season with a comfortable 42-22 to victory over the Dragons to spoil milestone man Ben Hunt's 300th game. And I think you couldn't have done Ben Hunt dirtier by putting him in the hooking role to start the game. They knew after half an hour that that wasn't going to work as well. Like, they tried it for at least 25 minutes. And then Griffin was just like, fuck it, I'm putting Ben Hunt back to seven. And then they obviously brought Mbai on, took Sullivan off. And that was the end of it. (laughs) And I was like, what was the point of even trying that? They played much better when Ben Hunt was at seven. But the fact that Ben Hunt had to make make three fucking tackles in a row at when he was at hooker, this is before they moved him back into the halfback. This was the set that Halem Lukey scored, but obviously a few runs before that, Ben Hunt comes out through the middle, makes a tackle. Then they get an offload. Ben Hunt releases himself from that tackle and goes to make another tackle way down the field. Then they get another offload and he goes all the way to the other side of the field, closer to the sideline where the edge defenders are defending and makes a tackle there. They get a quick play the ball and Halem Lukey scores and none of his edge defenders 
want to do anything. They have all the onus on Ben Hunt. He puts in 110%, maybe even more than that, every single game, Ben Hunt. It's his 300th fucking game. Why don't you play with some fucking balls and make a fucking tackle on that edge? I don't know who was on that edge, but it was disgusting. It was disgusting to make him have to defend like that. The forwards weren't doing anything. It was all Ben Hunt. It was Ben Hunt. It was one man for a fucking 13 players. Like, it was horrendous. It's a horrendous set. And as I said, in his round of the game, to make him work like that, not putting your hand up and saying, fuck, I'm going to work hard for this guy. It's his round of the game. Like, it was really disappointing. It was really disappointing from the Dragons, especially later on in the, later on in the game when the, when the Cowboys did get a bit of momentum their way. There was just no effort. There was no effort um, from the Dragons boys for Ben Hunt. Well, there was some decent injuries, obviously. Um, just decent performances, I guess, from some of their players. But yeah, Ben Hunt was doing a lot of work in this game. A lot of work in this game. It was pretty poor. And the fact that they moved him to a hooker and then after 30 minutes, it didn't work. Like, yeah, fuck. Oh, I'm really scared of Anthony Griffin. I'm really scared of Anthony Griffin. And it looks to be, outside looking in, a much more internal-based issue around the playing group because, yeah, Ben Hunt was doing a lot of work. A lot of work. Three try assists in that game as well. He was doing a lot of work in this game, Ben Hunt. Um, you know, talking positives in this one for the Cowboys, Cole Felt has now scored nine tries in his past 10 games against the Dragons. Uh, Valentine Holmes, he landed a spectacular two-point field goal from 45 metres out on the stroke of half time, which was the first, uh, first field goal of the season as well. His first field goal of the season. Uh, Halem Lukey to continue to impress, um, obviously, with 185 metres in a 60-minute stint. Really solid there. Scored two tries uh, as well with six tackle busts. You know, fuck, he would be a smoky for me, Forage, and at least for the squad in that Queensland side. He was fantastic and has been ever since his return from injury as well over the past, you know, two or three weeks. He's been great. So has Valentine Holmes. I think he had 260 metres. He was fantastic in a losing, uh, in a winning side. Sorry, he was awesome. Um, Jermaine Tamal Brown did not return in the second half after, after he was taken off for a HIA in the 45th. Um, Moses Suley. Recorded his first try of the year for the Dragons. And the Dragons remain winless away from home this season. Um, yeah, fuck. It's been a really dark sort of area for the Dragons. Obviously, with all the talk, uh, talk sorry about their coach. Things happening internally. Players, uh, reports coming out that players want to leave. Zach Lomax gets dropped to reserve grade. So does Jacob Little. Um yeah, fuck, there's a lot going on for the Dragons and I could definitely see and obviously reports suggest from the Daily Telegraph that Anthony Griffin could be sacked as of this week or next week. So, fuck, they're in some deep water. They're in some deep water, the Dragons. If they don't improve, it's definitely going to happen. And, you know, things that comments that um, Ben Hunt made in an interview a few weeks ago when he was asked about what would what would he do if Anthony Griffin was sacked? And the fact that he'd said he'd reassess his contract with the club is pretty fucking scary because you lose Anthony Griffin, you lose Ben Hunt, and this club has basically got to start from the ground up in terms of rebuilding this this franchise because, fuck, it is in some deep water at the moment. Um, but as for the Cowboys, good win, I guess. It wasn't the best footy I've seen them play. 
Uh, Chad Townsend's kicking game was all right. Scott Drinkwater played okay. Tom Dearden, I thought, was great through the middle, ball playing, uh, you know, doing what he usually does and, and doing it quite effectively, especially towards the back end of the game. I thought he was great. Uh, but it was a pretty shitslinger sort of game, to, to be honest. Dragons definitely have a little bit to work on. And then obviously the next game, uh, bringing the spirits back up. Lovely tight game, 26-18 win for the Raiders over the Eels on Saturday night uh, to extend their winning streak into five in a row now for the Canberra Raiders. Now look, another game where obviously in the tipping, I went away from the stats, Canberra. Canberra's win in this game ended a recent run of struggles against the Eels, having gone into the contest with just one win from their previous six encounters. Talking about some bad news here, obviously Ryan Madison went off uh, into the sin bin and Ryan Madison saw, uh, did as well, obviously for a bit of a scuffle there early in the game. Sean Lane did his hamstring. He's going to be out for at least the next two to three two to four weeks, I think it was, uh, which is pretty unfortunate, just coming back from a jaw injury. Not being as dominant as we thought he was going to be coming back into this side as well. Um, You know, obviously, I think lacks a little bit of confidence after coming back from that broken jaw. Um, Jermaine Hopgood, fuck, that was a good moment. Him scoring his first career try in this game. He was fantastic. Um, Yeah, uh, pretty unfortunate for Joseph Tarpanay. Uh, he was taken from the, the field with a hyperextended knee. Uh, he actually finished the game with 170 metres despite coming off. So a really solid knock there from uh, J- Joseph Tarpanay. I think he came back on after he went off as well, which was pretty decent from him. Obviously, Junior Paolo being placed on report for that one. A cannonball tackle, they called it here um, on NRL.com. Uh, Zach Wolford obviously taken off for head injury assessment and didn't return. That's going to be worrying for the Raiders going into next week. Bally Simonson placed on report for a hip drop tackle on Jordan Rapana, but was not sin-binned for the incident. Could be suspended, but we don't know yet. Mike Sevo recorded his 14th season try, uh, obviously the most in the competition at the moment. But yeah, look, the Raiders... Hard-fought game, super solid performances. Jamal Fogarty, I thought, was great with his kicking game and it has definitely improved over the past few weeks. Jack Whiten was sensational in this one as well. He's been great over the past few weeks, but if there's one guy that really caught my eye in this one, it was Matt Timiko. His ball running was fucking flawless in this game. He was absolutely sensational. Um, You know, I don't know what it's been over the past year, but he's gained a ton of confidence uh, and it shows. It really does because he runs the ball with so much intent, super fast. Ball playing ability is amazing from Matt Timiko as well. He is absolutely unreal and scoring a try, he definitely deserved it. Obviously, the anytime take uh, went through as well for this one, so very happy about that. Matt Timiko, 201 metres, 73 post contact, one line break, seven tackle breaks in this game. Uh, really awesome effort from him there, Matt Simico. And it just shows how dominant of a player he is in this team. Really loved that from Matt Timiko. Big red, Corey Horsburgh. Yeah, a bit of a scuffle, but I thought that he was fantastic in this game as well. 148 metres, uh, 60 post contact, obviously. The tackle break, 16 hit-ups in this game. He uh, made 36 tackles with zero missed. So really solid knock there from Corey Horsburgh. Big red, smoky for origin for me as well. 63 minutes he played. He plays big minutes, the big red. Uh, both Tarpanay and Papali'i played for 50 minutes in this game as well. So... Very, very solid knocks from the forwards. 
Um, and yeah, it was just a solid game. Hudson Young as well. Fuck, he's a goer. Love Hudson Young. Love everything about his work. Uh, Hay ran for 114 meters, 44 post contact, uh, 27 tackles, one miss. Joseph Tarpanay, 190 meters, 80 post contact meters. Obviously made 30 tackles with one miss. And then Josh Papali'i, uh, 168 meters and 67 post contact uh, from with 13 hit ups in this game as well. Really, really solid game from the forwards for the Raiders. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you who's improved. Fucking Sebastian Chris. He is sensational. Three tackle breaks, 129 meters, uh, 66 post contact meters in this game as well. He was awesome in this game, Sebastian Chris, and has been over the past few weeks. He's been really, really solid. Albert Hoppawadi running the ball with heaps of intent as well. He ran for 129 meters with 40 post contact. Three tackle breaks as well for him. You know, really solid performances all around for the Raiders. And yeah, Matt Simico was definitely my standout, but there were some really solid performances in this one. As for the Eels, I thought Jermaine Hopgood was great. I thought that in a losing side, he really put his hand up in this game and was great. 146 meters, 62 post contact meters, 42 tackles, three miss. And then obviously Guthrie doing what he does. 162 meters, 96 kicking meet, uh, kick return meters, uh, 55 post contact meters, one line break assist, one tackle bust, uh, and then obviously four tackles with one miss. There, beautiful stuff there from Clint Gutherson. Just doing what he does every week, putting in 100. percent uh, but yeah, look, I thought Jermaine Hopgood was super solid for the Eels and was the standout for the Eels, whereas Matsumiko for the Raiders was unbelievable and really solid game to end Super Saturday. Oh,